0: Welcome to the Lifelinks podcast, a safe place of belonging, where we amp up our mic to openly talk with first-gen Latinas, help break free from cultural barriers, navigate the first-gen vida acá with love of culture and determination to thrive. I'm your host, Consuelo Crosby, and also creator of this content. If you'd like to chat more about what you've heard here today, then reach out to me through our website at thelinks.com. That's L N, double X, or through our Instagram profile at Lifelinks. I'd love to listen to your stories, add them to our narrative, and create our truth as a comunidad. Hola, chicos! Welcome to your midweek drop of the Lifelinks podcast in the same week as your Galentine Valentine celebration of love, amor. Now, I know people don't always get into the mood of a planned day of red roses and dinner, but then again, why not? Why not? Before there was corporate consumerism, people and the traditions actually lived this out loud. They lived it in their yearly celebrations of simple gratitude for each other. So I hope you reveled in love with your family, your partners, your amigas, your sisterhood, our community. And with that love, Keep reveling in Black History Month, emphasizing the profound cultural impact of Afro-Latinas and the importance of sharing ancestral cultural knowledge. Now, today is a podclub episode. So by now you know, these are the episodes following interviews where we pull the gems out of everything that was talked about and really focus in on the ones that resonate with many of us. So in last week's episode, Maria Marquez shared her personal story of the Peter Pan Organization, a US-based plan that moved 14,000 Cuban children from their families, of which she was one, in an attempt to sway the Cuban Revolution in the early 1960s. For those of you who had never heard of this piece of America's history, no worries, you are not alone. This is something I never would have heard of, and I actually lived through it. It was never told here. If it weren't for Madi, I would never have known about it or the intense impact it had on so many, so many people here today. Just imagine, at seven years old, you were put on a plane with your seven-year-old cousin alone, and flown to a country that doesn't speak your language and you know nothing about. It was a heart-wrenching opening, and thankfully, Mari, being the amazing life learner, as she describes herself, showed us how to move upward and onward through life, leaning heavily on your authentic self that everything else around you is situational and it doesn't define who you are. As Madi described, live one life. One life based on staying in alignment with your values. Because staying in alignment with your values, living by your soul, the decision-making gets easier and stays true to who you are and what you really want. And that's what ultimately brought her to her dream job as manager of the Bobi Cespedes band, the iconic Afro-Latina singer, songwriter, and priestess in the Lukumi religion. Yesterday, I got a text. I was so honored and humbled to learn that Bobi had listened to the episode and she sent such kind and empowering words about the podcast. I am forever grateful for the lives touched and hearts felt because of this willingness of our beautiful guests to share their stories and our powerful listeners to embrace them. So when you were listening last week, and again, you can always go back and hear it again, hear it for the first time, but just so you know, in advance, the intro and the outro music is Bobby's. And we also had a clip from her recent album release, Mujer y Cantante, so that you could get a feel and understanding of Pobie's music and how it's derived, where it comes from. Because too often we just feel that this is salsa music. We've really given a broad base to that. But as we learned in last week's episode, her music and her rhythms are really drawn from her own descendants, her own immediate ancestry of the Yoruba people. And her song classes that are available for anyone to join in online. Those are based on the chants and rhythms of the Lukumi religion of the Afro-Cuban people that come from that Yoruba ancestry. You see how it's all weaving together? Are you getting the sense that I'm weaving this fabric? to wrap you in, how we are all connected further and further as we share our stories. So think about this for a minute. Songs based on the chants of the Lukumi religion of Afro-Cuban people who come from Yoruba ancestry, people brought from Western Nigeria to Cuba. Now, did you feel the power of knowledge in just that one sentence? Knowledge that may have been lost if Bobby Céspedes hadn't felt aligned to carry forward the Lukumi traditions of her ancestors. Now, to help frame that power and importance of carrying this knowledge forward, let's give some background that Mari shared in our conversation outside of last week's episode. Because like she mentioned, at the end, it was really difficult to edit down all that wealth of knowledge and information, both ancestral and current day, that Maori just has in her memory. It's just profound. So I'm including now a clip that was part of the interview process, but it wasn't included in last week's episode. But this will help give further understanding to this ancestry, this cultural knowledge of Bobi's that she's sharing with us through her music and her song classes. So take a listen.
1: So in Cuba, the two most important African cultures in terms of influence okay. are the Yoruba and the Congo. Uh, and Bobi had descendants from both those peoples. She's straight, like... Descendant, with you know, with an aunt that barely spoke Spanish or spoke with very African influence. So it's very close to the roots. One of the interesting things about Cuba, interesting, quote unquote, because it's also one of the tragedies, Hmm. but that enslaved people, they were still being shipped to Cuba through the late 19th century. Mm -hmm. Where in the United States, the shipment and trade of enslaved people was ended much earlier. But in Cuba, there were enslaved people that came from the continent to Cuba, end of 19th century. So when you think about that generation that, that would have come directly from the continent, much more recent. and. The influence is so much more alive in the connection. Oh, I didn't know that. It is so very fascinating history.
0: Yeah, so there's a deeper connection. Yes. It hasn't been lost.
1: Yeah. Direct connection. Oh my
0: goodness. That's beautiful.
1: There is a film, I believe is on Netflix, about the Yoruba and the influence in new world cultures, it's filmed by a, an American man of Yoruba descent and partly in, in Nigeria, Brazil, Trinidad, mm. Tobago, and Cuba. So it has a tremendous influence in the Caribbean, mm-hmm. it's certainly Puerto Rico and Cuba, Trinidad, um, Brazil. Those are the major areas of influence of the Yoruba descendants in the so-called
0: new world. So this is the power. This is the power of passing down this ancestral cultural knowledge. Because the Yoruba people, direct from Western Nigeria at the turn of the 20th century, we're talking just over 100 years ago, were living in Cuba and the Caribbean countries. They were bringing their traditions, their music, and oral language here to keep them close to their home, to their family, and faith to survive this horrible event of being stolen from their country, all as part of a slave trade. And how quickly for many of us, aside from the direct descendants, how quickly that knowledge is lost to us. When we think of Cuba, we don't think that people were brought there, stolen from their homeland just over 100 years ago. And it speaks to how quickly a language can be lost from the diaspora if not memorialized, if it's not learned and passed on by those who live away from its origin. But I get it. I mean, it's not automatically learned or spoken in that first generation of people born away from their heritage. Because like many of us, we're just trying to survive in a culture that's foreign that may not support us, that wasn't designed for us. And there's a lot of struggle embedded in that. And it's a struggle that early on in a childhood, you associate with your difference. The difference being you come from a heritage that's not where you live. Intellectually, I think the burden is already there where we may not learn the language, we may not learn the traditions, or anything about our heritage, because that only makes it more difficult at a time when trying to figure out who you are and, and having friends or fitting in is already really hard. But even so, you can see and hear through Bolby and her work that if these traditions, this ancestral cultural knowledge, is not learned, not passed on, that they are lost. And the story gets rewritten by whoever holds the pen. I love that phrase from Ashley Rivera Mercado in episode 74. I love that phrase. Whoever holds the pen will write your story if you don't write it yourself. So instead, Bobby not only lives and practices her ancestral knowledge as priestess in the Lukumi, but she performs, records, and teaches the songs in the Yoruba language, a language that has little recorded translation. It was almost lost and only relies now on the rhythmic chants passed on from the people brought to the Caribbean just over 100 years ago. The definition of the language is fleeting because the people who held the pen at the time were not interested in it. So think about your own ancestry, where your family is from, the traditions, the language, the recipes, music and songs that come from there. How readily you are to drop into them. It's still pulsing in you but without that ability to tell its story not only are we at a loss but all that cultural ancestral knowledge is lost so see what you can learn from your family while they are here while they can give you those first hand stories can you imagine the wealth of spiritual and intellectual knowledge we could create if we gathered all of these stories right here on this podcast It's just like I said on one of the earlier episodes where I just would love to have this be daily. Like this is your daily knowledge. This is your daily update. Wouldn't that be powerful? More than all the things going on in the world right now, which don't really always feed us or fuel our soul, I think these stories would. We can share them as stories. That oral tradition that can get recorded, written, made into movies on Netflix, and bring them forward for generations to come. So here's a little tiny tie-in to how those stories have power. How telling each other our stories, even if it's just a little piece, has the power to shift your life. So you may have seen on our website, it's our logo. It's on the cover art of this podcast that there's a picture. And if you don't know, that's a picture of me. With the full wide-open mouth smiling, I am in pure heaven. I'm in pure heaven because that picture was taken in Cuba. Where else could you revel in joy like that? It was the most profound experience of my life. And I've been places. But it was profound because we went on a trip with Marty, who was very well-versed and intentional, on bringing us to locations in Cuba to experience the artists and support their talent and their craft, whether it was music or art or photography, dancers, throughout this one region. It was such a powerful experience. It was like traveling through the eye of a needle. Have you ever heard that expression? Traveling through the eye of a needle. <laughs> you know how tiny that is because I can't even get the thread through it anymore but it's when all the planets align for something to happen and you realize that you have this one chance and you take it. And we did. And at that time, this is 2019, yes, before the infamous, mm, before everything went sideways, Marty and I had only known each other for a few years. We had met in salsa class that I had decided to take. To heal from the pain of my mom passing away. There's something about the music, the movement, the memory that I just needed to immerse myself in. And Marty was in that class and she saw, I guess, the expression on my face one day. And she just came over to me and asked, Are you okay? And I remember being in a fuzzy state of unawareness and just trying to get in my groove of, someplace kind and soft, and having someone ask if I was okay, just opened the floodgates, just made me spill all my emotions out. And the thing is, she kindly stayed there and listened. And that's what brought us to this moment today, here and now, with all of this ancestral cultural knowledge of the Yoruba people, The power of sharing, of passing on stories, of reaching out to our community in times of pain, joy, silliness, it is our superpower. It is what keeps our narrative true and known so that generations following will learn from the true source. So from my pain of my mother's death to salsa class, to Mari, to Cuba, to Bobby Céspedes, to the Lukumi traditions and Yoruba people of Western Nigeria, to this podcast being shared around the world. Never underestimate the power of your words and actions and passing on the ancestral cultural knowledge that you hold that creates the narrative of our comunidad. And with that power, look forward to next week's episode with Leticia Lopez, a data analyst for risk assessment who has this gift of the power of words. Now, Leticia works in the hospitality industry that was devastated in COVID, shut down completely, but not only did she keep her job, she was promoted. Leticia has moved through so many challenges yet continues to rise successfully against these intense odds. And next week, she's going to share how she does it. So tune in and learn the power of words to get what you want. As always, thank you for kindly sharing this podcast with your community and leaning in to learn from our guests and support their businesses or their ventures. You can follow or subscribe to the podcast by tapping the button on Spotify or Apple or Amazon or any of the streaming platforms. That- and that way, make sure you don't miss one of these episodes. You never know what you'll learn and where it's going to take you, amigas. Step into your truth, ladies. Ciao. Really appreciate the time you take to rate and review the podcast. Get the backstory and what you've heard here today and reach out to us at thelinks.com. That's L N X X. Because it's about time, it's about us. Stay in the groove on our social media at Lifelinks and get ready to make your move, ladies. Viva!